Blog Talk Radio. to the 110 Nation Sports Show. I am your host, Mr. CJ Sports. Glad to be here in the Carolina Sports Plus studio on this hump day. Glad this week is half over. Um, Crazy, crazy day. Just today alone, woke up, barely drizzling outside, 60 degrees, and went from that to tornadoes and now it's 30 degrees <laughs> uh it's been a crazy day uh but uh glad to have a chance to be back in the studio glad that blog talk radio has got everything um fixed um i know all last week there was complication with shows we didn't get to do a show the closers didn't do a show um I think Race Chat Live figured out some way how to make the show work. I'm not sure what exactly they did. Um, I know I saw a lot of posts and uh, a lot of comments on uh, social media about it. So hopefully everything is fixed and we have no more issues. So uh, just looking forward to uh, be able to kick back. we got a lot of catching up to do, Mario and myself. So uh, let me go ahead and uh, get Mario's mic uh Hot there, Mike uh, Mario. What's going on? What's going on, man? Glad to be back in the studio on this Wednesday to talk about some sports. Yes, 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 sir. Um, it's been a bit of crazy couple weeks, but uh, I don't think anything tops what you've gotten to do and experience over the last couple weeks. Um, go ahead and let them know where um, they can find you social media-wise, website-wise, um, what events you got coming up. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what you've been up to uh, media-wise media and um, the, the uh, whole uh, uh, mobile uh, store. So uh, let them know where they can find you. All right, all right. You can like us on uh, Facebook and Instagram and uh, YouTube at Carolina Sports Plus. I'm currently suspended right now on Carolina Sports Plus, so I ain't going to be back on there until about March the 13th. But uh, you, can, you can like us on, on them platforms. You can also uh, shop with us. You know, we've got some good things going on at CarolinaSportsPlus.com. Uh, you know, we got some shoes, got some jerseys, got got a couple of got a couple of everything. But uh, like I said, I'm glad to be back in the studio and uh, talk some sports. We got uh, 
Oh, yeah, we've got an event coming up this weekend at, in Lumberton, Lumber at the Lumber, uh, Friday and Saturday. So uh, Carolina Sports Plus is going to be out there. If you're going to be in the Lumberton area of 95, you know what I mean? Come check us out. Oh, Mario in Facebook jail. What's wrong with yeah. you? Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> uh, Mario's gotten to do a couple uh, media events since the last time we uh, we were on the show. I believe you've done three events. I believe two hockey and a basketball game. I know I know at least two yeah. of them. I don't remember if uh, yeah, hockey been, was. Yeah, I just got done doing the. Uh, I did the I did the Wake Forest and Duke game uh, Saturday when they saw on the court. So that was definitely an interesting thing right there. So I was glad. I was glad to be in the building, but yeah, uh, I'm going back. I'm going back next Tuesday for for Carolina's last home game, and then I'll be going to four more uh, Carolina Hurricanes games. So it's definitely, you know, me exciting time. You know, as far as like uh, getting credentials, you know, getting questions of coaches and players, you know, just being being around that environment. What was it like to? Uh, um... Be there when they storm the court. Like, I have never experienced that. I've gotten to experience a lot of things, especially working in uh, Chapel Hill. But uh, what was it like to uh, be there while they storm the court? You know, you know, just honestly, right, you know, when, when, when we first got there, the crowd, you know, the students was already there. You know, I had to be there at 12 o'clock. There was lines. There was lines at each, each gate that I walked by. You know what I mean? So it kind mm-hmm. of set the tone for the day. You know what I mean? It kind of set the tone for the day as far as how Wake Forest, you know, came out, you know, during pregame and uh, during the whole game, it was it was always close. You know what I mean? Anytime, mm-hmm. anytime it's close like that, you know it's going to be an interesting game. I think the biggest lead throughout the whole game, well, I think was seven. You know what I mean? And that's and that's and that's tight for a college game as far as Wake Forest versus Duke. But once it got to that mm-hmm. second half, that second that second half, you know, and it was just going back and forth, back and forth. And uh, once Wake Forest got up four, got up four to like a minute and some change left, you know, you know the crowd, you could tell just the atmosphere in the crowd, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, you know, everybody was lining up. Everybody was lining up, you know what I mean, by the steps. So uh, I was like, I'm going to go ahead and get my stuff together. I'm going to go ahead and pack up. <laughs> so, you know, since I got the media pass, I can go ahead and fight through all them people and just show, you know what I mean, the guard at the bottom. You know what I mean? That I'm down, that I'm media, so I can go ahead and go through the tunnel. <clears throat> well, anyway, I got down. I got down on the court, you know what I mean, right behind the goal. And uh, stood there for a second. I'm going to say I, I purposely went down there just because I didn't feel like fighting through it. But I also wanted, just wanted to see what was going to happen, you know what I mean, or how they was going to react. And uh, mm-hmm. it was it was interesting. It was definitely interesting and fun to be in that <laughs> environment and just to see it, you know what I mean? So uh, it was good to see. So by the time once they got done, and uh, we went to the media, the media uh, conference room, you know, we didn't know what happened to Philip. You know, what I mean, during that time, so we was all just waiting on coaches and players. You know, what I mean, to come in and ask questions. That's when uh, Coach Shire came in. When, when Coach Shire had that look on his face, and uh, he started talking, you know, you everybody knew something happened, but nobody knew what, just because we've been in the media room. You know what I mean? And then when he dropped that gem just explaining, you know, 
When are they, when are they going to, uh, you know, uh, get rid of Storm in the court? You know what I mean? How many play? You know what I mean? I was sitting right there. I was sitting there, second row recording, looking at, looking at them. So, uh, but like like I say, it was definitely good. It was definitely fun to be around and uh, something that it's going to continually go to. That must have been. I don't know. <laughs> Got to experience a lot of things, and then that's not one of them. And yeah. Uh, that's something I, I don't know that there's ever a way for college sports to stop that. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. No, it's even, be, yeah. the, even them running down to the field and, you know, people get trampled on and people get hurt jumping over off yeah. the uh, edge of the, uh, uh, from the seats down to the field. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there's a fix to that. Like that's on one yeah, side. Of it, it, yeah, I agree. It's gonna be on hard one, to fix. one side of it. It's crazy because you truly get to see the passion. Yes, there there's some of them that, especially call in the, in the college sports, that they kind of run with their friends and they're kind of just running with the pack. But for the most part, when they they store in these courts, like those fans, those, those students that go to those schools, like, it's passion. Like, our team just beat a top team. Like, and that part of it is cool to see. Like, just to see mm-hmm. that there is that much passion and pride for their school, for the sport, um, for sports in general. But then the other side of it, where people get hurt and people get trampled and people die. Like, and I just don't know if there's a way, like you're talking, you would have to have a massive security patrol in mm-hmm. order to stop, you know, this, especially the football games. Yeah, that, that's the whole yeah. bigger. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I think it's also ridiculous that they, they tear down the, uh, Sorry, the uh, goalpost and throw them in the lakes and everything else. Like, excuse me, you win a football game or, or you win your conference bowl or whatever the case may be, and in celebration you tear up your own football field. Like, I, I don't get that whole thought logic there. But um, I don't know. I don't know if there's a way to – to stop this from happening. Like, it's a lot of people that are rushing these courts and these football fields. Oh, yeah, and, and just by being, like like I said earlier, just by being in that environment, is is to be honest, it's like 60-, 70-year-old people trying to stop some students. You know what I mean? That's, that ain't number 50s and 60s and 70-year-old people, you know what I mean, at the bottom. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, everybody, everybody older. Everybody, them students ain't going to listen. You're not saying it like that, but... Four or five old people ain't gonna stop, ain't gonna stop two hundred, three hundred students. You know what I mean? And then, and then if they find a school, of course the school is gonna pay money. They just got done beating Duke or beating whoever the case may be. You know what I mean? They got the money to definitely pay, pay, pay for the goalposts or pay. You know what I mean? But you know it doesn't happen in NFL. It doesn't happen in pro league just because you know that's something different. You can actually you know find the find the person or the play, you know what I mean? Whoever comes down to the court. But it just, it just be something hard to do. 
you know what I mean, with college. And plus, they, they play that stuff on their recruiting tapes, you know what I mean? So That is crazy that, I don't know, I guess the maturity level, I guess <laughs> the, the difference. I'm sitting here thinking, you know, it's crazy. We never watch an NFL game where anybody rushes the field or NBA games. Uh, I guess that's the difference in being a, a mature grown adult and still being a, a basically a big kid playing basketball in front of the girls. Like I guess mm. um, I don't know. Uh, um, what was it like for you to be in the media center? And be in media. Be in media. I was sitting here and I was watching your uh, different clips on the uh, Carolina uh-huh. Sports Plus. I think it was on the Carolina Sports Plus Instagram, or it might have been your your Instagram, one or the other. Um, uh-huh. And you know, I was talking to the wife. I was like, you know, when I talked to you, I was like, you know, enjoy it, but make the most of it. Like this uh-huh. is your opportunity. And I was like, I looked at the wife and I was like, I said, he made the most of his opportunity. Like. He's interviewing this person. He's got video clips talking to this person. Like, mm-hmm. uh, what was it like back there? I know what it was like for me being in the media center. Um, it was a little bit different in the aspect of we weren't big names. Uh, you know, obviously we're not a big name. So, like, when I did different media events for, like, NASCAR, we were usually put in the very back. So the likelihood of being called on or anything else is very slim to none because they're going to go through all the big names uh, mm. before they get to you if they have time. Mm. Um, I got to do the first year NASCAR did the uh, the chase format. I got to be part of a media group that interviewed the drivers at the Hall of Fame. So it was cool with that because I got to go from driver to driver to driver and, you know, ask questions and, you know, do my do inter- just different questions and interviews with other um, reporters or other media. So, you know, kind of get, you know, feel of other things and hear different questions um, that I might not have thought about or answers the questions that I was going to ask that I can go ahead and get to the next person. Um, what was it like in, in the actual media part of it, being back there and, and getting to talk to the different um, players, um, the coach and all that? It's, it's definitely it's, it's it's definitely a drilling rush, you know, just because of you know what we do, you know. I mean, of course, we got the show, so we talk about sports, you know. So we watch sports. So we're doing the same thing, of course, as ESPN and stuff like that, right? So it is a drilling rush on that point, just because you know you're sitting with all of them, you know. What I mean, once they sit you, they sit you together during these games, you know. So. At the Hurricanes game, they got you know they got your 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 name uh, and your seated area already. You know what I mean? So you're already in the mix. You know, so you know the environment is good. You know everybody's you know everybody's in the same the same space. You know everybody's talking about the same stuff, talking about the ACC or talking about hockey or talking about how the game went. You know, so the environment is there. You know and. uh at the beginning, it was, you know, of course it's still new just because even though I went to a couple games, well, of course it's, it's new, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it, it was good to get a good uh, a, a chaperone or a good partner, you know what I mean? The first, you know, when I went to the Hurricanes game, you know, my main my main thing was getting somebody 
that, you know, that we can relate to and just, you know what I mean, let me just be a little tag along. You know, let me follow you yeah. to the locker room. Let me follow you to, you know, the media center. Let me follow, just let me follow you. So, uh, they, the first, everybody said, yeah, they're real friendly. You know what I mean? Basically, they're real friendly. Mm-hmm. You know, the Hurricanes game, Hurricanes game, I'm the only black guy. You know, everybody, everybody, I'm the only one. I'm the, I'm the only one. <laughs> so it's kind of like, and, and, and then I'm different anyway just because I'm not wearing a I'm not wearing khakis or a suit. I'm wearing sweatpants, a fresh pair of drawers, and a, <laughs> and, a custom, and a custom hoodie. You know what I mean? So of course I'm gonna stick mm. out a little bit. You know, so all all, all the people like nice shoes or you know I like his shirt. You know what I mean? So it, it's it's a good mm-hmm. environment. But uh, mm-hmm. as far as as far as being in the media room, you know, you you really do got to get it in. You know, of course there's gonna be. Not everybody asked questions either. Like the Hurricanes, like the Hurricanes, for example, you know, there was nine of us that actually, you know, went to the locker room, you know, they go to the coach, you know, press conference. You know, there'd be not maybe nine of us in that Hurricanes game, I say only three people spoke outside of myself. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So that was only four people out of the nine that actually asked a coach a question or asked a player a question. You understand what I'm saying? But you definitely well, have yeah. to be a – you definitely have to be aggressive, you know what I mean? You have to you definitely have to talk loud and you definitely have to get your question in. Once the pause from the coach or the player comes in, once that pause comes, you better be ready. You got the you got the uh <laughs> coach or what whatever your introduction is, you gotta be real strong just because a question is coming right after that pause from somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, so once once I got once I got the 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 routine of the you know, you gotta be real strong. I mean that then I felt real comfortable there just because all I got all I got to do is just make sure I ask a good question loud and strong, you know what I mean? So uh gotcha. you know, once you get that once you get that once you get that out the way, you know what I mean, come up with a good question and go from there. But, you know, UNC's let me come back, the hurricanes let me come back. So I got a good I got a good contact in there, you know what I mean? So it feels real good just to keep just because good things are happening and the momentum is coming and I'm already locked in there. You know what I mean? I got telephone numbers. I got, I got, I got emails. You know what I mean? So it's it's, it's really going good right now. But it's fun. I remember early it on, really I, I had I had met a couple people and I kind of did the same thing, kind of tagged along, asked some questions. They mm-hmm. kind of gave me the do's and don'ts and you know all yeah. that kind of stuff. So um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fun times. I applied for uh, Charlotte coming up, so I'm waiting to see. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the cutoff is when they uh, approve those or not, but uh, I've done Charlotte a couple times, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, What was they talking about? Talking about quarterbacks. Oh, Justin Fields. Um. One, there's a there's a lot of talk was going to go on just with Justin Fields, and they're talking. I, I, have you heard this number? I, I I've heard them talking about um, Cousins, uh-huh. you know, this new salary cap and everything else, looking like more like sixty million dollar contract. Uh-huh. Are we are we really getting into these type of numbers? Yeah, um, even. It's it's kind of crazy if you think about it, right? Just because I haven't looked at I haven't looked at what Pittsburgh supposedly would be giving up for Fields. You know what I mean? I, I think I saw 
their first rounder for this year, their second rounder, their second rounder for this year, and first year's first round pick for Fields. I'm like, dang. You know what I mean? Just even that right there, you, you understand what I'm saying? Pittsburgh got to be really banking on to give up two first rounders and a second rounder. But uh, the numbers are definitely high. You know, I know Deck Prescott is up there in them numbers too, you know, as far as uh, asking for $60 million a year. But, you know, one thing about money, as long as the NFL and the teams are making it, the players are definitely going to ask for it, you know what I mean? So uh, if that team is if that team is willing to pay for it, you know, you got to go for what you know as far as the agent and quarterback. But the numbers are definitely high. It's crazy to me. You have your few anomalies, and what I mean is, like, the Kansas City Chiefs is kind of a whole special rarity because of what Mahomes makes and the amount of money his contract, Kelsey's contract, and Chris Jones' contract consumes. They they should not be able to win the Super Bowls like they're winning the Super Bowls. Most of all the other teams, another reason the 49ers are where they're at is the fact that Brad Purdy, Brad Purdy was the last pick. So his contract is hella cheap right now. So they're able to put a team around him because his contract ain't paying him nothing right now. He was the mm-hmm. last pick in the NFL draft. Uh, the rest of these teams, we don't have like – I remember the days of Tom Brady taking pay cuts to put a t- make sure there's uh, a team around him. Yeah. Drew Brees taking a pay cut. Pay- Peyton Manning not being the highest paid quarterback. Like, I don't understand. Like Daniel Jones making forty million dollars, or yeah, forty million dollars. Why? Why is why is Daniel Jones making forty million dollars a year? What has he ever done to deserve forty million dollars a year? But one one of these young guys, yeah. I don't know if it is greed over accomplishment. Or if it's just stupidity. And what I mean is I don't know if these younger players just care more about money and think that $30 million is not enough money to live on, that I have to make $40 million this year. No, instead of $10 million and we get a a number two, a good number two receiver to go with my number one or a number one tight end to go with my already number one receiver and a pretty decent slot, you know, whatever. Or is it, are you just too stupid to realize Tom Brady laid the blueprints on Make sure that you 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 structure your contract that in a way that you are not the highest paid that you you make it team friendly like your team is going like I know it ended weird with Tom Brady and the Patriots but Tom Brady was God 
and was taken care of. And he took less pace, so he had an offensive line, so he could play until he was 45 years old. He took less money so that he could have one of the top receivers and one of the greatest receivers in the NFL. I'm not going to say the greatest, but one of the greatest, um, and, and mm-hmm. Randy Moss. Um, how they almost had an undefeated season, um, a, a complete undefeated season. Like, he has taken so many different pay cuts to improve so many different like he is known as the greatest of all time and i know people can argue well it's a team sport it wasn't just tom brady you know it might not have just been tom brady but everything he did as the quarterback as the leader and the fact that he took these pay cuts so these players could be on this team to help make this team be super bowl you might as well say Tom Brady won. It was Tom Brady Super Bowls. Uh, mm. I, I don't. I don't get it. Like I'll never get it because I am not a millionaire or play a sport. I just couldn't imagine thinking to myself, I could take a contract, make thirty-six million dollars a year for five years each year. So you're talking a hundred and whatever. We'll just, we'll just make the simple math. Five years, $30 million, $150 million contract. Or I could do five years, $25 million and $125 million. So I save $25 million because do I re- can I really not live the rest of my life on just $125 million on just one contract? Not talking about any other contracts, endorsements, or anything else. Do I really got to have that other $25 million? Or could I use that $25 million to help buy me, help the team get another receiver or get a better center or get another guard or tackle? Like, I just couldn't imagine not thinking that $125 million was enough, that I got to have $150 million and put my body through hell or not be able to accomplish more or have go be able to go down as the greatest of all time. Like it don't make sense to me, Mario at all. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and these times right here is, is a little bit different. I would definitely say Tom Brady did set a, uh, a blueprint. Like you said, you know, how many players or how many teams or how many coaches are willing to go down that road, you know, with a team or a player, you know, I, I would love to. You know, here go five million dollars. You know, what I, mean? I don't got me. If you go, if you go pick up, you know, such and such. You know what I mean? But in today's football, uh, it, it's not like that. You know, they got they got college players making millions of dollars. So you already know once you get to them pros, they ain't they're not turning down no money because they're <clears throat> outside of the quarterbacks, of course, are guaranteed contracts. You know, it's not like the NFL. It's not like the NBA. Or uh, baseball, you know what I mean. As far as you know, I signed this contract, and this is what I'm gonna get. You, you know what I mean? But uh, it, it definitely is. It definitely is a a change, and something that uh, got Tom Brady ahead. You know what I mean? Just because he knew he knew how much other pieces that he needed to win. You know, the next Super Bowl or the Super Bowl after after a year after that one. You know what I mean? So. Tom Brady did set the blueprint. Talking about Super Bowls, it seems like every year since 
Dak Prescott has taken over as the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. This is the Cowboys' year. They added this piece, or now they got this coach, or they added that piece, or but it seems like every year we end up with the same results. Yeah. At what point? Yeah. At what point? What point do we move on? Like, at what point does? I mean, I, I I would say, well, it's the head coach, but this is not the first head coach uh, uh, that Dak Prescott's been under in Dallas. So I'm not saying that Dak Prescott's some bad quarterback, horrible quarterback, or whatever. Maybe it's just not a fit in the whole Dallas plan. Like, I, I, I don't I don't know how to explain it, but. I don't know how I even, keep even, hearing yeah. that this is Dallas year, and here we are. I, I feel I, I feel you on that. You know, any any time you got the Cowboys, you know the Cowboys are real good. They're real good at marketing. You know what I mean? So they're they're you know number one overall franchise. You know with definitely NBA, NFL. You know I, I'm not too for sure about the, a soccer team may be up there with them, but. As far as, you know, anytime you got that star and uh, what they got going on, even though Dak Prescott, he did lay an egg, you know, against against the Green Bay Packers, but they had, they, they had, they got, diff, they got holes to fix too, you know what I mean? Especially on that defensive line and uh, linebackers, you know what I mean? They were, they were kind of small up there on a defensive line where, uh, where Green Bay was able to run, run the ball down the whole game, but. Anytime you got that star and you got uh, Jones running the team, they're going to be talked about. You know, it's just, to me, I just, that's just the way it's been since 1995, you know, around that time. And uh, I read an article where Emmitt Smith, you know, Emmitt Smith said something about how the Dallas Cowboys now are, are really leaning on them from what they did years ago. You know, and it really does make a lot of sense, you know, what he said during that article. You know, the Dallas Cowboys are still living in that time, you know, off of them, off of Troy Aikman, off of Michael Irvin, off of Emmitt Smith, you know what I mean? And it, it is kind of crazy just because they haven't won in such a very long time. And every year it is the same thing. It's, it's, this is our year. They're going to be competitive. We are. Everybody knows that. You know, everybody knows they're gonna have a good regular season. They may win. They may win nine to ten games, but when that playoff time comes, we already know what to expect. You know, it's either gonna be a first I, round I was, or a second round exit. I was sitting there thinking to myself, what 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 would it would be like, what the world would be like if they finally win the Super Bowl. A lot, like, a lot of, a lot of, yeah, a lot that's of like happiness the most and a lot obnoxious, of money for sure. But that's like the most obnoxious fan base. Oh like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. All we hear is Terrible. we them boys, them boys, we them boys, the boy. When they're doing good, you get real quiet when they ain't doing good. But yeah. can you imagine? They finally win the Super Bowl. One, that's all yeah. you're hearing throughout the whole entire playoffs. And that's all you hear in leading up to the Super Bowl. But then there's nothing else for like three, four months. 
And so that's mm-hmm. all you get to hear. And yeah. Oh my Lord, I couldn't imagine living in a world. No offense, Cowboy fans. I, I don't want to see 31 teams win, period. I'm a Browns fan. I, I, I don't want to see anybody win. But, y'all, some people think the Chiefs fans are obnoxious, but I, I think Cowboy fans would be over over the top. Speaking of uh, Chiefs fans, Mario, how sad was that they couldn't even enjoy a uh, championship parade? Sad, very sad. You know, I mean, just because I would just had a I would just had a, a, a championship parade in Texas. You know what I mean? When the Rangers won, mm-hmm. and I could all the people out there celebrating, waiting to see their little their little float or their little car with Patrick Mahomes on it to go by for the little quick ten seconds. You know what I mean? And and hear their speech and go on home, but just to sit there and have a shootout, you know, with two teenagers at that doing it, you know what I mean? And a and a mother dying and twenty two people getting hurt with half of the kids being under sixteen. Man, them people was out of school trying to celebrate a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? A Super Bowl win. So you know you know this world is just going crazy right now. You know what I mean? It's just it's just a sad time in sports and just overall in general, if you want to, if you're just thinking about going out and having a great time. It is. It's, it's crazy. And it is sad that a big part of the reason why these people took the day off from work or school or whatever was just to escape everything else and just be mm-hmm. part of a celebration, a happy time. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. It's just crazy that you, it's in the, the same time frame you, we we had that person go into the Jeff or Joel Olstein church and mm-hmm. had had shot. And I told, yeah, I told the wife we were we we were talking about it two Sundays ago. It was my brother and my wife and my brother's girlfriend. And I, you know, I told him I said, even when I go to church, I go to church every Sunday. I constantly look around like this is one place that you should not that. Like, there should be certain places that are off-limits to shooters. Not that I feel that there's any place for shooters, but there's, there just should be certain places. Like, these are safe places. Like, this is areas you don't ever, for no reason. And it's not that way. And when the wife's not sitting with me, I sit all the way at the top. We We go to a very big church. Um, I've never been a very big church person before, um, but we are, it's a very involved church, but it's big. And most times big church kind of get lost and everything, but they have so much going on. It's crazy. Um, That's why the wife's gone like half the week. But I usually sit at the top so I can watch what's going on. Like I hate when the wife's with me, she wants to sit towards, the front of the bottom last section. So we're, we're in the front row level with everybody, but the back section, yeah. I constantly have to, to have to look around, you know, 
knowing that, you know, there one day, now I know we have a lot of people, because it is such a big church, there's a lot of security, a lot of people that, you know, are, I'm sure, in plain clothes that are part of watching all this kind of stuff, but this parade is kind of the same thing to me, you know, it's not as a, a sacred place that is kind of off limits, but like I said to you, I, to reemphasize, no place is a good place, but these people just go to celebrate a Super Bowl win. Like I, I, I don't know. Like it's, and yeah. So that that's like all I didn't go into detail. And my, my wife just said they did confirm. Um, so this morning, <laughs> um, they did confirm it somewhat. So, um, when I left the, the house this morning, like I said, when I woke up this morning, I woke up a little bit early and I usually wake up before my alarm and then I kind of live my thoughts whether or not I can go back to sleep for a little bit or not. And so when I first woke up, I actually honestly forgot that there's a possibility of tornadoes last night was actually, I think the highest point was actually supposed to have been 8 o'clock last night. So when mm -hmm. I woke up this morning, it was a little bit before 4 a.m., I didn't really think much of it. And then I could see what looked like be, looked like lightning, but it was no thunder, so I knew it was far off in the distance. So I figured what, I had slept through everything, whatever did happen last night. It wasn't really raining or anything. Um, that I could hear, it was like a little slight drizzle. I think when I looked outside, it wasn't really raining much. And even when it went out the front door, it was starting to pick up, but it wasn't really a downpour or anything. And by the time I got back out of the driveway, it got to be more closer to a downpour kind of rain. And go through the town, I mean, it wasn't horrible. It just, it was raining pretty good. And um, I get on, I, I, I travel through the rest of the town I live in, and then there's a little gap between it to where the next town is. And then I jump on a highway there, and it kind of connects me to 75, and it puts me to work. And when I jumped on four, so it was about a halfway point of me getting to work. Uh, um, when I got on that highway, for about the next five minutes, it went from it being kind of a heavy rain. It wasn't so much a downpour at that point to all of a sudden it is real windy the rain is going sideways and like it is crazy windy and lightning and thundering yeah. and about five minutes five minutes go by and i get to this point and all of a sudden it is real clear and like it, it just kind of normal rain nothing going on and they just confirmed uh, my wife just told me they just confirmed that there was a tornado that that particular area so i guarantee you that's what i was right about right. to experience was <laughs> the the tornado um and there was one other time that i was coming back from gallenberg when i still lived in north carolina 
and I literally, because my phone went off, I literally had just missed a tornado. You could see where I knocked down trees and separated the path from the woods that was coming down the side of the mountains and across the street and the woods on the other side where I had just missed because it was uh, trees and a bunch of debris on the road. You had to go around um, where it had just literally crossed the road right before I came through. Um, but yeah, that's what I thought I was experiencing this morning because it got real weird and it was, that was, it was, it was kind of intense. Um, but anyway, um, back to sports. Um, what else we got to jump into tonight? It's really too, if it ain't really too much about, uh, what's going on as far as the NFL combine, of course, basketball. LeBron James, they, they play tonight, but they play the Clippers. They got the win. Steph Curry knew they got the win, too. But uh, it's a good time coming up right now, you know, with college basketball, you know what I mean, about to come to the tournament time, you know, conference tournaments and March Madness. You know, it's always a good time during that time. Speaking of the Lakers and LeBron, do you, do you think LeBron will end back up in Cleveland? No. If they, I, I don't. I, if they, if if somebody, if somebody, if Cleveland decides to take Bronny James, that's a possibility. But as far as outside of that, I don't think so. But I think I think LeBron James is willing to travel just to play with his son because obviously he's really that's he's really into it. You know what I mean? So I don't think it's just gonna be something where he's gonna be like. Nah, I think he's really gonna want to play with his son, no matter who drafts him. So, I would definitely, if I was Cleveland, I would definitely think about it. Two things. Um, one, I have not seen any good highlights about Bronny, and from what no. I have seen, his stats ain't good at all. No, um, no. I don't know. I don't. Cleveland, I don't think, would be desperate. The only way I could see at this point anybody being desperate enough to draft Bronny, they had to be in a desperate enough spot where they feel they need LeBron. Mm -hmm. And that is the sacrifice, is in hoping that him playing with his dad, that his dad will be able to make him a better player and you get Mm -hmm. the best basketball player to help build what you're trying to create with drafting Bronny. And obviously, if you have the number one pick, then you're not a good team. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. I, my issue, I, I don't want him back in Cleveland. Um, the first time I understood why he left, I didn't agree with how he did it. I didn't agree with the fact that he waited to the very end of the um, free agency signing period. And I don't care that he did it where he had in front of the boys and girls club and all that other stuff. I really don't care about that part. I just don't like the fact that he waited to the very end. We didn't have no draft picks going to the next season. And oh, it was a, there was a lot of free agents we could have picked up, but we held off in hoping that he was signing with us and then went to Miami. The second time he chose his path. He chose to leave. That was on him. So I don't want him back. It is 
kind of disturbing to me, though, that I don't feel that I am in the bigger boat in this situation in the state of Ohio. Like, I think there's enough Cleveland fans out there that could care less if he came back or wants him back. I think I'm in the minority boat with I don't want him back. Like, I don't want another team dissected. This is a pretty good team here. I think they're a piece or two away from being a serious contender. They're a playoff contending team. I don't think they're an NBA finals championship team compared to some of the teams that are out there. Um, I don't think bringing LeBron in changes any of that. Um, and you have the chance of him dissecting a team. I, I, but I don't feel that I am in the majority, and I don't understand why Cleveland fans would be willing to do this again a second time for people like me or some people a third time you feel if you felt he left all three times with no reason or all two times already. I, I don't know. I don't I don't, yeah, I I don't want him back. <laughs> and it's nothing against LeBron James as a basketball player. I think he is the one of the greatest that have ever played this game. I think physically at his age, he does things that nobody else his age mm-hmm. physically should, could, would do. Um, yep. There is nothing on the court. Now, I don't care about some of his politics stuff and some of his things on that aspect. What he's done for his community is great. I don't even want to let that interfere with on the courts. Phenomenal, even at his age. I just, I don't see it being a fit. I don't want another team exploded. When he came back the second time, or I, I guess he came back the first time or was there the second time, I was excited because we had that young team. We had Deion Waiters. We had uh, Andrew Wiggins. We had um, someone else ended up being a bust. And then I think we still had one more pick. Uh, And um, I was excited. I'm like, we got LeBron back. Kyrie Irving was already there. Uh, We got this young team. And... So we get LeBron back. You got Kyrie, who hadn't had a lot of miles at that point because he had been injured when he first came from Duke. So we got a young team, and we could just build from here. And the next thing you know, pretty much all those players are gone. The only one that was still there was Kyrie Irving and rebuilt and brought in older players. And that just ruined my excitement of why he even came back for it. Um, like I said, no, no personal shots on LeBron James was strictly on the court. He's still one of the best at his age to do it. Um, I just, I don't want to have to live through another rebuild over the same player. I just don't. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Oh, Clippers, Lakers. I 
I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if the, if the Clippers. Um, you know, it's got to be tough to share a stadium. Like, and it oh, be yeah, considered stadium, home. Yeah. yeah, the stadium that they got coming up, though, is going to be fire. It's going to be something special, uh, something special and modern that's, that, that's going to be opening up in L.A. Uh, next year. I was uh I was talking something about that, you know, I mean as far as the the building and the technology and uh rules that's gonna be a part of that stadium. So they definitely got a uh a good owner. A good owner, you know what I mean, a very rich owner. You heard mm-hmm. about you heard about the pan- you heard about uh the Panthers uh raising their uh price tickets, four percent. Is that yeah, uh huh. They just talk, they're they're talking you, about it right now. Yeah. yeah. They're going to make uh, you pay more to go watch the team lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. They're crazy. The fans are going in. The fans are going in on. Uh... Yeah. I've seen pictures of the stadium and what it looks like. They They can't afford to have empty seats. I don't get that. If you're a team that is, especially if you're in a rebuild, um, like they are, and, and you know, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not trying to be personal against and take shots at Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I take them at any team first, but uh, you know, in all fairness, they're in a rebuild, and, and yeah, they're so, having yeah. their trouble. Cleveland, Cleveland went through the same thing where they had their trouble finding that quarterback to rebuild, and we still have not found that quarterback. You got somebody nobody else wanted because he's got legal issues, or a 39 or 40 hour old Flacco is quarterback. Um, so we've not even figured it out yet. Um, some people get lucky, figure it out, and some of us don't. Um, Carolina's not figured it out. But, you know, they've gone Bryce Young, uh, Baker Mayfield, Sam Arnold. Um, you know, they, they've gone from quarterback to quarterback. The closest they came to figuring out was probably Cam Newton. Um uh, and since Cam Newton, they they just can't figure out the right person to put back there to build a team around. Uh, so I don't understand when you have teams like that. And I don't know what Cleveland all these years until they started winning what their ticket prices were like. But if you're struggling to put butts in the seat because you're not playing – and playing consistently, at least playoff quality football and making the playoffs, you have no right to raise your prices. And why would you want to – what makes what makes no sense to me is say you had a 1,000 people, and even though you could put 50,000 people in there, and you are charging them with just, say, 10 bucks. This year now you're going to charge it fifteen bucks, and now you're down to that that hundred people's or a thousand people's down to seven hundred people. So you made an extra five bucks a person, but you lost two hundred fifty people. You know, so you raising the prices. You you hardly got butts in your seat. Why would you raise your prices? Nobody's going to pay more to go see a team that is not a contending team, and you're just going to have more empty seats, which is going to look more pathetic, and you're going to lose more money because you could have just reduced the price a little bit and then worked your way back up as your team worked their way back up, and it is what it is. I guarantee Cleveland Browns price tickets this year and last year was a lot more than what it was when I first moved back. Um, as a matter of mm-hmm. fact, the wife had bought tickets 
for us to go up there, and it had been my first time in the, this Cleveland Stadium. It was against Washington, and of course, COVID made it where we couldn't go to that game, and Cleveland won that game. Um, it's not a good move to to increase your prices, especially when you're having troubles putting butts in the seat because you're not putting a quality team out there. Yes, I 100% agree. Especially now, you know, just the hype of the 2015 season, Cam season, rookie year, you know what I mean? Just just from all of that and then getting hurt in 2016 and from 2016 to now, it's just been like, oh, my goodness, you know? And, and then with the owner, then with the owner, you know, with taxes, like, you know, doing things like this, it's kind of remind me of uh, how Snyder used to move with Washington, you know what I mean? But, uh... Mm-hmm. Hopefully, hopefully they can stay in Charlotte and make a team of it. You know what I mean? Hopefully this ain't something where he wants to run it in the ground and just pick it up and move. You know what I mean? But so we definitely got an uphill battle because just like we won two games last year, uh, to be honest with you, you know, it's, it's still going to be it ain't, it's still going to be the same way. If we won two games last year, I'd give them four games. You know what I mean? And I'm a Panther fan. You know what I mean? So not like I'm, I'm saying something just to talk junk about them, but just how things are going, you know what I mean? It's going to be a rebuild season for a while, how it feels, with no wide receiver or nothing. It is rough. You're talking to somebody that in two seasons cheered a team on that went 1-31. and 31. It's rough. <laughs> it really tests your 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 willpower to at least sit there and watch the games. Like, why am I putting myself through this? Like, mm-hmm. they're not even putting a quality team out there. Like, it's like they're not even putting an effort. Why do I put the effort? Um, so, I feel you 100%. I've been there. Um, and I watched the organization make one bozo mistake after another. So, um I don't think y'all should let your coach go. Um, I think he just needed to find that quarterback after he had Cam Newton. Life was easy with Cam Newton. Um, you had a you had a big quarterback um, that liked to run the ball. So you that had Steve that Smith. Was, so, yeah, Steve Smith. Steve Smith would make catches, ridiculous catches. He had a security blanket and Greg Olson. You had mm-hmm. your two running backs back there, which you had – didn't you have Taylor and Stewart or something? You had two uh, running yep. Williams. Yeah, we had, had D'Angelo Williams and uh, Jonathan Stewart. Yeah, so, I mean, there was a lot of pieces there. And uh, – Mm-hmm. I think they they gave up too 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 early on the quarterback situation there, uh, or the coaching situation. Um, but yeah, I don't. That's that's crazy. They're gonna up the prices of the tickets. Yeah, very. Ain't nobody going to games now for sure. Then you got to pay forty dollars, sixty dollars to park real close at least in good walking distance. Unless you pay a, a twenty dollars, you're gonna be two miles. Two miles from the stadium. And you yeah, know if they're going up on ticket prices, 
You know what they're going on when chicken prices and hot dog prices are going to go up $3. Some beers going to go up $2. They already, what, $16, $16 just for a little bottle. When uh, we go to football games, usually we go to the Cincinnati Stadium. Um, like I said, the wife had bought tickets for us to go see Washington in Cleveland. Um, that was ended up being the COVID football season, and we, nobody was allowed to go to the stadium, so we didn't get to go. They refunded us the money. Um, all the rest of the games, we've gone to Cincinnati. Um, for the main reason, it's 45-minute drive versus a few-hour drive to Cleveland. Um, so that that's really the biggest factor is knowing that it's an all-day affair um, if we go to Cleveland because you got to leave so many hours early to get there before the football game. You're not getting home until so many hours after. I think it's three or four hours, but I'm not, I don't know exact total um, versus 45 minutes each way. Um, I don't even know my whole point. The what I what was we even talking about? Yeah, stadium parking. Uh, oh, parking. That's what it was. Um, so when we go to Cleveland Stadium, we actually we actually cross over the Ohio River because parking's ridiculous. Even in Cincinnati, even before Joe uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals turned themselves around, because even the year before, so the 2018 football season, I came home for Thanksgiving week, and for my Christmas present, my mother bought tickets for us to go to the Bengals-Browns game, and my son, and she's a Bengals fan, and we were, of course, both Browns fans, and parking was even ridiculous then. So when we go, we travel over the river. We actually go into Kentucky. We take the first exit ramp, and we go through this little town. And then there is where the bus – I guess the buses take breaks there. But underneath the over the, the, the actual exit ramp that takes you back on to go on the bridge to go back, there's a little parking lot. So we park there. Then we walk around so we can actually take the sidewalk of the bridge and walk clear over the uh, the entire Ohio River to walk back into Cincinnati. Also, we got to pay the parking uh, parking price. Yeah, pay <laughs> on that too. <laughs> now, when we go to the. Uh, Dayton Dragons games, they charge, most of the time they charge five. Um, the year, one of the years they were doing good, they got to, they started charging, a couple of them started charging ten. What is funny is we we park in one, it charges five dollars, and that money goes towards, I think, drug recovery. Um, the one next to it, I they do some kind of, their money goes to some kind of foundation. And then you got the people across the street, so you got two parking lots that charge only five dollars. And then this guy, the Scientologist um, church people, they charge 10 people or $10. And I'm just like, why are you charging? Everybody else is charging $5. You're literally the only space between those two parking lots is the road. It's not like you're saving us this whole long walk. Um, but yet you charge twice the amount for the parking passes. Uh, but, yeah, that, all that stuff's gotten to be ridiculous and everything. When you uh, – 
when you get when you go to your media stuff, do they uh do they give you uh, parking passes? Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Yep. When I first applied for them, I didn't know I could apply for the parking passes. I never did, and I would park way out in the middle somewhere, um, or I'd find you know a five dollar that was far enough back and walk. And then I learned that I can apply for the parking passes, and mm-hmm. they give me parking passes. So. Yeah, it's, de- it's definitely something that I'm gonna keep. That definitely gonna keep going because I, I definitely don't see myself just saying. Uh, I'm done, you know what I mean? You understand what I'm saying? Especially mm-hmm. since especially since uh I already got all the necessary information and I know what they're looking for, you know, once you're asking for credentials, you know what I mean? So I've been hitting up yep. I've been hitting everybody up with the same line. The same the same kind mm-hmm. of punchline and same same video or same punchline or just, you know what I mean, straight to the point. But it's for us. I like it. They're all different. I don't know if, how you've applied to all yours. Like, there's, like, with NASCAR, some of the tracks are owned by one company. You just one-stop shop, figure out what you, ones you want to go to. You know, like Miami Homestead, I think they had an online form. Then another one, you actually had to write out a letter and submit a letter. Like, all of them, are, all of them for me have been a little bit different. Um, another thing I want to jump into um, before we start getting things wrapped up, you tell us this is a slower part okay. of the, the season when there ain't much going on. Um, basketball is kind of coming back off the all-star break. Well, we can talk about that as well. What do you think about the all-star break? Uh, it's kind of a disappointment, to be honest with you, you know what I mean, especially if Especially the all-star game within itself, you know, the slam dunk contest and three-point contest, you can only do so much, you know what I mean? Yeah. As far as trying to come up with different dunks to do or how many threes you can hit off of each rack, you know what I mean? There ain't so much you can really change or, you know, try to improve that part. But the overall all-star game is kind of a disappointment. You know, it's kind of like, Kind of like people want to see the best players, you know, play a competitive game, you know, like an all-star pickup game, you know. And there's players yeah. that play harder in the off-season when they go to, like, the Drew Leagues or, you know, go to these little gyms, you know, and play a little rec ball. They play harder then than they, than they yeah. do, you know what I mean, uh, during all-star weekend. And it's kind of sad. And then you hear, like, Edwards, you know, uh, Anthony Edwards from uh, – Minnesota, you know, he this is his first year going to the All-Star game, and he's just talking about, you know, it's supposed to be like a vacation, and he don't see himself playing hard. You know, it's kind of a disappointment, you know, overall. You know, if you like competitive basketball, you know, it was 148 threes took it during that game. You know what I mean? Over 200 points scored during the East. Uh-huh. What? How do you think the NFL would handle it if the, theirs was in the middle of the season? Like, even the NFL's Pro Bowl is garbage. I, I think this year they they got creative with it and used these skill set things to help build points and, and you know it 
was added to the, the total for the flag football or two-hand touch, whatever it was. And I heard that was even pretty entertaining to actually watch. Um, but that's what they had to come to as a result of basically the same lack of effort. And they have theirs after the season's over. I couldn't imagine if this all went on in the middle of the season um, and how how much they would have even played. Um, I'm not a fan of the All-Star break. I'm not a fan of the Pro Bowl either. Uh, I think – I don't know if baseball still does that. I know once upon a time whoever won um, their All-Star game – that was who had whole field for the World Series, and I like that. Um, it was a reason to play tough in the World Series. NASCAR, they paid the winner a million dollars. It's uh, all in, you know, man, you know, the person walks away with a million dollars, so they're all in. There's an incentive. Um, the Pro Bowl and the NBA weekend, there's no incentive. If your players are going to treat it as a vacation, and really some of them act like it's an inconvenience because you're kind of taking away from their vacation time, then you need to figure something else out. Either not do it or maybe just do a whole skill set thing. The whole actual game itself has gotten to be a joke. When you got both teams who supposedly have the best of what the league has to offer and you're scoring 200, almost 200 points, then there is absolutely no defense and there's absolutely no effort. So you need to figure something else out. Either just have a skill set thing and you play each other, it'd be the West versus the East, and you, you do the three-point contest, you do, you know, skill passing, or, um, I don't know, come up with some things and, and be creative with it and give the fans something to – we want it to be competitive. We know it, it's fun. But we also wanted to be competitive. If we wanted to sit there and watch nobody play defense and we would watch Duke go play against, you know, the nobody colleges or you'd go watch UNC play Campbell University or UNC go play uh, Fayetteville State University. If that's, you know, if that's the kind of product you wanted to watch, then that's what we'd, you know, I don't know. Like they got to figure something out. They they got to change something. They they got to give us something to want us to watch. Like I can't imagine the viewership during that TV time was all that great. Like I can't imagine. Yes, it was cool every once in a while to see Damian Lillard hit the shots. I think he hit like a half court shot and some deep, deep threes, like it just seemed like everything yeah. was going in for him. But that was – it wasn't like you were drawn in because he was doing this against some defense that was just putting the, the – the, you know, putting it down on the line, and he was finding a way to make these shots. It's not like watching Jordan in the playoffs, and, you know, he, he's just hanging in the air and making shots and everything else. Yeah. This is him just shooting around and nobody really putting any effort to stop him. But, yeah, it was kind of cool to see the highlights because okay. you just got to see where everywhere he hit it from, but it wasn't enough to make me want to sit there and watch it. 
they got to figure something out. They got to figure out some kind of dribbling competition, three-point competition, um, passing skill competition, try to put a whole series of things together, have your celebrity all-star game, you know, just for fun because it gets the celebrities, it gets people involved, ditch the regular all-star game and just come up with different ways to – have some kind of skill set competitions, do it against the East, against the West, so they're wanting to compete, they're wanting to win, but obviously there's no physicality. It doesn't wear them down because obviously they're not going to put that effort into it. No. Uh-uh. They got a lot of basketball, got a lot of stuff going on. You know, they got the end-season tournament this year, all-star game. Starting up. When they, start, think- they start up, uh-huh. Do you think that it's going to be a big deal next year? I mean, I honestly think that it was only a big deal because LeBron wanted it to be a big deal. LeBron wanted that mark. He needs every mark on his record so he can find the conversation of LeBron versus Jordan finally goes into his favor more times than not because right now it's not that way. Um, the conversation leans more to Jordan, not as much, much as it once did, but it still leans in mm-hmm. Jordan's favor when it comes to the fan base. I'm not saying that I yeah. say Jordan's better than LeBron, LeBron's better than James. I don't get into the whole debate. Um, so I think it was just important this year because I think LeBron wanted that mark on his record that I won the inaugural play-in tournament or in-season tournament, whatever. And they gave that little cash prize away. Now, honestly, to me, I think the only way this stays a hit is you get some some kind of guaranteed playoff. If it be your guaranteed at least a play-in tournament bid, um, one of them somehow, and so that way you're still not guaranteed to make the playoffs because I don't want anybody to sit there and not well hell we ain't gonna play the rest of the season because we're guaranteed to make the playoffs no i guess he may be getting a playoff play in bid but not an actual tournament or an actual playoff bid um or something i don't know if next year and maybe i'm wrong i don't know Mm -hmm. if next year is going to be as big of a deal because we already got your first winner the money's good but it's only what five hundred thousand dollars it's not like you know it's game-changing money for most of the players in this league at, in this time and age, so. Yeah. I don't know. We're about to find out. That's that's a good that's a good way to think about it, though. Because it was a hit this year. You know, of course, with Brown winning, but it was something new and exciting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How players going to feel about it next year when it comes around, you know what I mean? But Time will tell. Time will tell. You know, I guess they're trying to spice it up. But obviously, you know, uh, just like NFL is on a cash cow type of thing, NBA is trying to catch up. It's not never. It's never going to be on the NFL level. But I think the NBA. I think the NBA are trying to make ways to uh, to try to get it there. What about? Um... I don't know if you saw this or not, the Kansas City player talking uh, talking bad about the Jets organization, um, talking about uh, basically there was no 
really no control there. They just did kind of what they wanted or what Aaron told them to do. Um, mm-hmm. Really, I'm more so of because the wife and I was talking about this, and it was brought up because I was watching Colin Cowherd downstairs uh, before I came mm-hmm. upstairs, and she, she was like, "Don't they sign an uh, NDA or whatever non?" Non uh, non disclosure agreement, or whatever. I said, no, they don't sign NDAs. <laughs> That's not how this works. I was like, I feel this makes it hard for him to go another to another team. I feel that there's some kind of bro code or team code. Like what goes on in our locker room stays in our locker room, um, or what happens, you know in the locker room or behind closed doors, that's where it stays at. You know, a lot of people even to this day don't talk about really about the Bill Belichick system or the Patriot way. Like they just don't talk about it. It's not, you know, and someone yeah. have left on bad terms and not been happy when they left the Patriots. They still don't talk about it. Like nobody really talks about what it's like in the Patriots organization. And even, um, I think it was Elderman that uh, came on the the Kelsey Brothers show, and they brought it up. And, like, he still – he just kind of – it's just the way. Like, he just – I feel that it's not a good move when you you try to air out the dirty laundry and Mm -hmm. especially – well, especially your own team, but in teams you've been on because – yeah. Teams are less likely to want you in their locker room if they know, mm-hmm. hey, if you know things don't work out, he goes somewhere else. He's just going to run his mouth. Like, yeah, there's no rules against it, but I feel that's just one of those things that is bro code or team code. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. agree. So I, I'm not, I'm not the only one that thinks this. Like, I, you know, I just, no, nah, it's just. I see even like things that happen in my store. Like what goes on the store, just keeping the store. It's not everybody's business. Like, yeah, we don't do everything. There are some things that to get from point A to B, they want you to go A, you know, A A or A one, A two, A three, A four, A five, A six. Then you get to B. Sometimes to me, I just go from A to B. I skip the part one, part two, part three, because to me, I, it gets the same result. It does exactly the same thing. Why am I doing these six extra steps when I'm getting the same results and nothing's different? Uh, so, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, I just... Just keeping the house, like, I don't know, I just, I've never been one. I just, like, well, I'm not going to say never been one, because I, I, I'm not like, what's my time? I was bad. Oh, Lord, I was bad. Me and the mother of my children, we we got an argument. I was on Facebook quick, fast, and hurry. I was horrible. Uh, now, I, you know, I, I definitely ain't done that in five years, but um, it's been a lot longer than that. Uh, so I'm not going to say, I was going to say, uh I never would, but yeah, you know, I used to be real bad. I used to get mad. I wanted the whole world to know how mad I was. Um, more Ooh. stupid stuff too. Nothing ever mattered. Um, all petty, stupid stuff. But anyway, um, 
anything else that we got to jump into tonight? Nope. Well, you know me. 3 a.m. comes early in the morning. I got to get uh, third shift off the clock by 4 a.m. So All right. um, definitely, definitely don't have an issue with that tonight. Um, I think during the off season when there's not a lot going on, because figure the NBA just coming off the All Star break, there's no baseball, football, there's no yeah. football, um, college basketball. We're still not as we get closer yeah, to the tournament, the the conference championship or the conference tournaments. Then the tournament, there's a lot more to talk about, and you know right. shows we get back to being. Um, but right now. You know, NASCAR's only two races in, getting ready to hit the third. Um, did you check the point standings? Yes, I did. Yes. What place you in? I don't think we're in the same bracket. I think we're in two different brackets. No, we're not in the same bracket. I'm I'm somewhere third, third or fourth, somewhere around there. Fourth, I'm second. Somewhere around there. Um, for those listening, um, Race Chat Live, they do. Uh, we do a NASCAR pool with them every single season. They are a show on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. Um, well, I say every season. This is the second season. We decided um, last year that we would put this whole thing together. Um, I think someone threw an idea up there, and I ran with it and came up with kind of this whole football pool that we do. This year, I think we're up to 17 people. I think last year we had like 12. Um, uh, we have a regular season. It has a, um, a cash prize, and then we have an overall winner. Last year, I did three surprise um, cash prizes. I think I broke the uh, regular season up into thirds and did little $25 gift cards for those the person that had the overall point lead, the quarter, the third of the way, the two-thirds of the way, and then, of course, the end of the regular season that we had our overall champion. I think that's what I did last year. I don't know what I'm going to do this year other than we will have – a regular season winner and a uh, uh, overall winner cash prize. Uh, if you're interested in something like that and joining our race league this year, it is too late, but make sure you guys follow them on Facebook, Race Chat Live. Um, just keep up throughout the season. You can actually watch uh, our, our points bracket. They post it every week um, and who we pick and everything else. Um, that way next season when it picks back up, um, you can be part of the uh, NASCAR, the 110 Nation Race Chat Live race pool. It doesn't cost anything. Um, I know guaranteed-wise we'll be handing out at least $150. Um, I know the overall prize winner was $110. Um, so, Make sure you guys check that out. Uh, Mario joined it this year, so uh, uh, picks the same driver every week. Uh, I used to do the same thing. Uh, so we'll see how this week goes. They have the the drivers are going to Las Vegas. I went with uh, I went with Kyle Busch. Um, it's his home track. They are from Las Vegas, so that's what I'm hoping on. Uh, for those that didn't watch the race last weekend, uh, one of the closest finishes ever, all first, second, third, came down to a photo finish. It might have been the closest ever. If not, it was right there at the closest finish ever in race history. Uh, it was it was very tight. It was very exciting. So uh, we do have that, but it's still early in the season. Uh, but you guys check them out, 830 on Race Chat Live Tuesday nights. They get you guys covered. 
Uh, make sure you guys follow us on or subscribe to our YouTube channel, the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. Working on cuffing up, cutting up some videos this week and uh, getting some of the videos, the shows cut up and into videos to get you guys out there, to get you guys um, different segments of all the shows. Um, Mario, let them know where they can find you, uh, like you, uh, websites, and where you're going to be next week, or this weekend, actually. All right. You can like us on uh, Carolina Sports Plus on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, you can shop with us online at carolinasportsplus.com. Uh, if you're in the Lumberton area in North Carolina, we're going to be Rumber at Lumber, so most definitely come check us out. And uh, see you next week. Uh, definitely looking forward to being back on here again next week. Make sure you guys like us on Facebook, 110 Nation Sports. Follow us on Twitter, or X, at 110 Nation, Instagram, the underscore 110 underscore nation. Uh, make sure you check out the site, www.the110nationsportsradionetwork. It's got all the shows, videos, blogs, show schedules, um, and it also has all the tabs to all the different platforms we are on. You guys can catch us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, um, really, you name it, we are on that uh, platform, uh, platform, iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, Spreaker, uh, of course, here on Blog Talk Radio, Google Podcast, Stitcher, J.O. Stavian, Pod, uh, podcast addicts, Deezer, Podchasers, like I said, YouTube, Amazon, you name it, we're there. Um, the links are there as well, so make sure you guys check that out as well. Um, next week, back in the studio, back in the Carolina Sports, uh, Carolina Sports Plus studio. Until then. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.